Hello, and welcome to the Howes Social Podcast. My name is Tori, and I'm on the marketing team here at Howes. Our podcast series is designed to offer a glance into the businesses of some of Howes' top home professionals. We will be talking business strategy, best practices, and hearing about some of our professionals' favorite projects. In a few words, Howes is the leading platform for home renovation and design, providing everything homeowners need to improve their homes from start to finish, all in one place. It is a vibrant community and is the easiest way for renovators and homeowners to find the right professionals they need on their projects. If you have any questions about Howes, our podcast, or how to improve your online presence, you'll find all the details in the description. So let's get started. Today I have Sam Watkins McCray with me. Sam is an interior designer based in North London and works on both commercial and residential properties. She has a background in fashion which has influenced her style and design process. Welcome, Sam. Would you like to introduce yourself any further? Hi, Tori. Um, yeah, just to say that we provide um, creative and intelligent design solutions for uh, yeah, mid to high-end residential and small commercial spaces. Um, we work quite fluidly with clients, so work on both an hourly consultation through to stage fee proposals. Um, and that depends very much on the project um, and the brief. Um, but yeah, no, you've completely encompassed it. Great. So if we just start off with um, your working relationship with House, um, how did you first hear about House? How do you use House? And um, what advantages have you seen to using the platform compared to other tools? Okay, so I was referred to House through another interior design colleague, um, and that would be going back about three or four years ago, um, and have slowly over time started to understand more about the platform itself and obviously the benefits. Um, particularly since joining the Pro Plus program. Um, and also as well, just thinking um, constructively about house can help, how house can help me um, also manage my own business too. Um, the opportunity to obviously utilize the professional photographs that you have by project and explaining more about each of the projects, um, but also the testimonials and the reviews and how you can use them as well to um, bounce off your own website. Um, so they've got um, the, the dual aspect. Um, but, so it really helps me in terms of focusing, keeping my own website up to date and just building my own house profile as well. Um, I just think as well, it's um, so recognized globally um, and it gives it that aspect of um, kudos and respect with clients when you speak about it. And uh, what are some of your favorite projects or maybe just your one of your favorite projects that you've gotten through House? Uh, so the, the moment, what I've really focused on is building my profile with Fowls um, over probably the last six months, utilizing it more um, and focusing on attracting the right projects. Um, so more focused towards like the full uh, refurbishment and renovation rather than just specifically just the rooms. Um, so yeah, that is where I'm at, at the moment. And how does that process work? Do the clients usually um, initiate contact with you after seeing your profile and some of the projects you've worked on? Yeah, um, and then the, we start the communication, the discussions um, about their own projects um, and obviously how I could help them. And then pending on the project, we'll go out to see them um, and then obviously look at tendering um, through a fee proposal. Um, after the initial consultation. Um, so in the last couple of weeks, I've tended for um, two projects, two really interesting projects, and they've come through house. 
And um, I saw that your background is originally in fashion. So how did you transition from the fashion industry into interiors and um, what kind of spurred this change? Um, so I worked in, yeah, I had a great career in fashion. I worked in fashion for 10 years um, and it was based around, um, I studied fashion and then moved into supply side. So I was working with um, some of the high street retailers, big names like John Lewis and um, Mott Spencers. And I would work with the buyers on developing product ranges through the Far East. So it's great travel. I traveled to India, to China. Um, and then um, towards the end of the time that I was, I started to think more about whether or not uh, fashion was the right, um, field for me because I've become more and more interested in interiors. It also helps as well that my husband is an architect. Um, so that was an, an entry for me in looking at other aspects of design. Um, and I was really lucky because I had um, a great employer um, that I was working with at the time and I've been there for seven years. Um, so I made it really clear to my um, managing director who was very supportive um, that I was interested in doing interiors. I looked at uh, various courses because I knew I had to go and uh, study, retrain. Um, and uh, she was brilliant. So instead of resigning and going to do study full time, uh, she gave me the flexibility of working part time um, for which I did for a year and a half um, before I made the jump into interiors full time. So I and it's also really good as well because I was working so full on in fashion still and studying. You don't have that um, free headspace. You have to make decisions really quickly. And I think that's as well a great grounding for when you come into interiors, too. Um, obviously, there's aspects of consideration, but you, it teaches you to think a lot more on your feet. That's a really interesting point. So can you maybe expand on how that um, they need to think on your feet is used in your job day to day and how you trust your instinct or how you know to go, which decisions to go with? I think um, so. Obviously, from I finished my study in 2010 and then after that I was persistent with trying to get a job a placement to get real experience and from that point and then, and then establishing myself in 2012 over the years and over time when you work on different projects and as your business scales up you get exposure to different solutions uh, sorry different aspects different um, issues that arrive during the process because obviously the design part is amazing and it's an, it's obviously it's integral but it's such a small percentage of you know the whole picture of when you're delivering a client brief or fulfilling mm. a project and you learn all that you have all these experiences as you go through so that when you're on site and you're having meetings with contractors with clients and things come up you know like you're constantly um re obviously refreshing your memory for solutions um, and I think clients really appreciate that as well, because as issues arrive, they always seem to remember how you've solved that problem. That's um, an interesting point you've just put in there as well, that design is only one part of your business. Whereas when you think of an entire designer, you think of, well, if they spend their days designing. But um, yeah. obviously there's so many more aspects to keep the, the business running through. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the the amazing aspect at the start of the process of building up um, a picture of what the client vision is and delivering that through um, your building mood boards together, exchanging swaps of imagery, exchanging sketches. And then from that point of when you've decided uh, each, how each of the spaces are going to look and how you've delivered the brief, from that point, then it's about managing the, the actual physical process of um, contractors, tendering contractors, agreeing costs, um, agreeing what each of the product specifications are going to look like, how they'll function, um, the um, 
well, I, I know that these are integral parts of it, but maybe not the more interesting aspects of like the plumbing, um, the services, the mechanical engineering aspects. Um, and then from that point of then it's on site, then it's delivering it to the agreed timeline that you've worked through with both the contractor and the client, and then obviously making sure that you're adhering to that as much as possible so that costs don't spiral out of control. I think going back to your point, Tori, about the move from fashion to interiors, I learned so much on the fashion side with dealing with, um, high, with retailers in terms of costs, making sure you were following a timeline, a critical path, and so many of those skills were transferable through to interiors, and that's really helped me. And um, what are your plans for this year? We're now in, um, in the beginning of April, the time of recording, which is obviously a strange time for us all. But um, yeah. once we get through the current situation, <laughs> what are your plans for the rest of the year? And what do you, um, how do you plan to make those, those ideas happen? And so I'm currently uh, midway through actually the final stages of a refurbishment in um, the West End in Fitzrovia. Um, and that for me has been a, a wonderful project as it's a full turnkey um, service and the clients are fabulous. So it's kind of like the dream scenario. And so from being given that brief and kind of like running with it um, and they, they obviously have their input, um, but it's much more um, hands off than it's been with other projects. Um, and not there's, there's any right or wrong, but I have seen that I would really like to grow that aspect of my business and particularly in that area of central London. Um, so focusing more on turnkey, um, high-end residential. Um, and then obviously as my business has grown from establishing myself in 2012 and then your turnover grows, that's part of it as well, I think too, that you're, you know, you're elevating yourself each, each time and thinking more about how you can push yourself forward as a business. But yeah, that's the focus, definitely so working on more turnkey projects. Okay, and, and what is it that turnkey actually means? So basically from... Uh, agreeing with the client that they're going to be um, hiring you for um, delivering the scheme, they basically expect, well, the anticipation is that you're delivering the whole process. So from tendering the contractor, agreeing all the costs, agreeing all the specification, you then run with all of the project management. So anything that's on site, you hold the keys for. Um, so that's all of the mechanical engineering, the electrics, the plumbing, and making sure each of the stages of the uh, contract happen within the agreed timeline, and then the deliverable of the installation, all of the furniture, um, and then basically handing over the keys um, back to the client for their dream home, in essence. That does sound like a dream scenario, but it almost sounds like you're like a project manager as well as the designer then in that kind of case. Yeah, totally. So um, how I work with each of the projects is I will always ask um, whether or not they want, because some clients obviously have more time than others. And in this instance, these guys run their own very successful um, business and they're so um, encompassed in that that they don't have the time as well in terms of the location to keep running to site. So that's where you can, as a designer can take the headache away for them. So I agree at the initial stages of contract that I'll be doing all the project management and how I work is um, on a timeline basis which I submit to them every week just showing how many hours you're on site and then you know at the end of the day that there was there'll be no questions later on about um, uh, how much you've charged. Everything's very transparent. And how do you go about finding new clients um, and how do you take clients on that you ensure fit with your um, brand persona and the kind of projects you want to work on? Um, so I 
very much believe in referrals um, and that's very much how my business has grown over the years and just making sure that each product you think and you give obviously that goes without saying I think in any industry that everybody just wants to give that all to it but particularly when you have your own business that you've made the journey as rewarding as the end result for each client so that they in turn are more than happy to refer you to whether it's to their friends or their as they say their circle of influence um, but also as well with um, I find contractors really useful and helpful um, and if you've had a good experience with them it's just trying to make sure that you know that you're finding the best way to manage the process for the client but also to manage it as smoothly as well with all the other people that are involved so they in turn will recommend you at the end um, and that's how I've grown my business I think most constructively and when you're finding new clients, do you vet them? Are there any projects that you say no to or do you always find a way to work with a client? I think um, in the initial stages, I would always have been very much, yeah, every, 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 there's always opportunity. And I still see, see things like that. But I also think as well as time moves on um, and you start to understand more about um, how you would like to work creatively. There are some, there are some jobs that uh, maybe aren't right for you and you just find the best way of managing that with the person that you've seen and um, but also I think as well um, regarding your instinct and your natural radar some clients you know that you don't gel I try and make sure that I gel with most people but there are always instances where you know it's not going to work does that make sense yeah um, and you just find the best way of managing out <laughs> and um, what types of marketing do you use apart from the house platform do you use print social google ads um, and what do you find to be the best for your business um, I definitely social, social media instagram I focus on just because it's so visual um, and it's a great platform to show your work and I think people really um, engage with that um, and um, I always try in my mind of posting every day um, and I love stories, Instagram stories, just because they're great. So when you're on site, you can constantly just be doing a snapshot of how things are progressing. And I think people who are looking at your content like to see that as well. And, and also offering as well more information to people too about, you know, your sources, your suppliers. Um, and that's a great way for people to engage with you. So regarding your secrets to success, what have been some of your tips that have set you apart from the competition in such a competitive market working in London? Uh, I think that um, I think every interior designer is trying to do. Well, I, I like to speak for the world. No, I, mean, I just think, I think that everyone just wants to do a great job with the projects that you have. That's the, that's how I would like to think. Um, and ensuring with clients that you're offering a personable service. And I think that you're really privileged. You're really privileged to be able to work in this industry. I mean, it's such a fabulous industry to be in. So, you know, enjoying what you're doing, offering a personable service, um, but also due diligence as well, because there's so much encompassed within the role that potentially could go wrong. And it's just trying to think that um, two steps ahead. Even down to, um, obviously, you have your own PP protection, personal protection and insurance. But thinking in that way as well about, yes, things have to be, you know, beautiful and fit for purpose. But um, how will that work when it's um, fitted on site? Um, all of those aspects. Um, so, yeah, making sure that you're carrying that responsibility as well to the client um, and also working with the contractors as well really closely to make sure that, um you know, we're, we're all doing our jobs really well. So finding, as I said at the beginning, sorry, but one of the issues that I've, well, sorry, one of the key points that I found is finding solutions to issues that arise. 
um, in a constructive way. Um, for instance, the project that I'm working on at the moment in the West End, the sofa they wanted, the dream sofa, it's a really awkward hallway. It was difficult to get through. What's the solution? You bring the sofa in through the window, but that <gasps> entails a crane. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. um, but yeah, you know, thinking about thing, aspects like that, um, that, that also will in turn leave it feel with a feel good factor with clients. So at the end of it, they had a great process with you. Um, and then in, in turn, we'll refer you and then your business grows. And, you know, as your, um, they call it, don't they, the circle of influence, but basically there's, you get more interesting, creative projects. Um, and that's a great way to grow. Absolutely. And um, what was the best piece of advice you've been given, either in your personal life or professional? Um, I, I was th thinking about this as well. I, one of my key, I've always had this as a mantra, is honesty is the best policy. So if there's anything that you're unsure of or anything that you always, communication is key, so passing that across, um, and that trust your instinct because your instinct is always right. Great. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on today. I've really enjoyed chatting with you and hearing about oh, how you. your career you. It's been great. And um, thank you so much to everyone listening in today. Thank you. Thank you.